So, Dale, I don't know how much you know about therapy, but it usually starts by you telling me a little something about yourself. I thought there'd be couches and Kleenex and shit. Look at me, Sam. It's not your fault. Do you want to talk about some of those feelings? I love you. Obviously, you don't know me. So how is this supposed to work? You sit, I sit, we talk. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam. And I'm Dr. Fran. Welcome to Freudian Scripts. The podcast where we put your favorite TV shows and movies on the hypothetical couch to take a deeper dive into the way psychology is portrayed. We analyze the way therapy looks in entertainment, discuss the way psychological diagnoses are portrayed, and break down other psychological themes seen on our screens. As a reminder, Freudian Scripts is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your mental health professional with any questions and seek care if needed. The content and clips in today's episode may contain explicit language and mature and adult themes. Hello, everyone. We are super excited to be bringing you another mini session this week. And the new mini session we will be introducing is our first second opinion session. So many people may have heard the term second opinion before, which typically we use in the medical or healthcare field. And essentially, a second opinion is used to seek advice from an expert in a field to make sure that the advice or recommendations given align with that that they had received previously from a first expert. So we're excited for our Freudian Scripts Second Opinion series. We will be sharing short clips with each other for the first time to get our co-host's second opinion about the content of the clip. And so the way this is going to really work is that Dr. Fran and I are going to be playing short clips for each other, and these are surprises. So Dr. Fran does not know what I have selected, and um, I have no idea what she has in store for me. And we will be playing them, quote unquote, live on the podcast to get our unscripted and unfiltered impressions and basically be kind of giving um impressions, feedback, recommendations, just reactions really to what we are seeing in these clips. And the general rule or guideline was something related to psychology. I believe we have hinted that we've both picked therapy clips for today. So that's our only theme is just that it's a therapy clip that we have chosen to share with each other that we don't think the other person has seen. Yes, hopefully not, because I think that will make for um, better entertainment for today. Um, And we will be setting the clips up. So, you know, right before I play my surprise clip for Dr. Fran, I'll give a little bit of information um, for the Freudian scripters out there and for Dr. Fran, and then we will play the clip and react in live time along with the clip. So we're really excited. We will see how this goes. This is our first second opinion mini session. So um, hopefully you all enjoy it. And we'll be looking for feedback and other ideas um, as well. But I think that this should be a fun one. I think think Dr. Sam is stalling because she gets to watch my clip first and she's nervous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess let's get into it then. All right, so I will give a brief context for this clip. This is an SNL short clip um, featuring Andy Samberg as the patient (laughs) and Jane Lynch as the therapist. Okay. That is the only context that you get. This will be a good one. So let's take a listen. What seems to be the problem? I just feel stressed out all the time. I don't know what to do. Well, let's try something. I do want to just set the scene for our listeners because Andy Samberg is, in traditional sense, and what we often see in the media, laying on a leather couch. (laughs) So already it looks pretty funny. And the room is very dark for some reason. He looks very comfortable. (laughs) Very comfortable. He has closed his eyes. And uh, Dr. Fran, is this what your office looks like? (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Shut your eyes. 
Okay. Now take a deep breath. Deep breathing. And imagine that you're in the middle of a big, peaceful meadow all alone. We are now in a meadow. A warm breeze floats by, carrying the smell of fresh flowers. The sun caresses your face. I must As you let go of all of your fears and worries. He's now laying on a blanket in a field, and he does look very happy. And I will say, you know, Jane Lynch, like, not too far off with, like, visualization right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very relaxed. And also, I'm there. Oh, oh Wait, no. why are you there? Just relax, William, okay? It's all part of the process. This is going awry. Okay. Okay. So you're in the field. You hear the sounds of some birds playing in the sunshine. You breathe in. And when you exhale, you feel all your troubles just melt away. <laughs> and also I'm there dressed as an ice cream man sliding a popsicle in and out of your mouth. Wait, what okay, is also that? Okay, for context, Jane Lynch is now appearing in the visualization, relaxation, in a bra and feeding him a popsicle. So I think we're starting to embark on some pH don'ts here. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. All right. Just let's take it a little slower, okay? And we're back in the field. You're completely calm. And you let go of all the tension in your neck. You lie back, and when you look up, there's a golf ball in your privates, and I'm there teeing off of the five wood. Okay, yeah, that's not cool. Trust. Not relaxing. Really trust, okay? Stay with me. And we're in the field, the cool breezes, state of relaxation, nothing around you for miles. It smells warm, like fresh bread coming out of an oven. Okay, bread is on him. Yeah, and on top of that bread, we've got smoked ham, lettuce, Ew. tomato, a little bit of spicy mustard on the top. So as she is saying this, these um, toppings are falling onto him. <laughs> and uh, then I guess a diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> okay, we'll see him a little bit. And now we see she's actually on the phone. Yes. Oh, gosh. And we're in the field. <laughs> breeze, flowers, relaxed, deep breath, friendly rabbit, a little more popsicle. Okay, what is going on? Are you even a therapist? All right, Good question. William, Good question. I'm going to level with you. This is a new experimental method that I'm developing. Okay. And if it doesn't help you, if, if it's a complete failure, then I'll wave my feet. Okay? Oh. Fine. Good. Okay. <laughs> Sketchy. Well... Definitely in the pH don't zone. You can't just um, implement experimental treatment on people without their consent. <laughs> and then be like, oh, but if you don't like it, we'll just give it to you for free. Yeah, because that makes it better. These are all ethical violations. Let's see where this goes. This time we'll take a slightly different approach. Now you're in a perfect white space. He is. And all of your stress just melts away. Okay, this is nice. An innocent girl approaches you oh, no. and offers you a flower. <laughs> you warmly accept it. And then she kicks you in the crotch. Oh, gosh. And then I walk over and I kick you in the crotch. <laughs> That's it. You can open your eyes. These are not relaxing things. <laughs> huh. You know, I think that actually worked. I strangely feel better. And that concludes phase one. No. She didn't oh, no. Phase two. It ended with her naked on the couch next to him. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say, Dr. Fran, I had never seen that clip, actually. <laughs> that is so funny. I don't think I had seen it either until I was prepping for this episode, and I knew I wanted to pick something from SNL just because I thought it would be a quick, short, kind of funny, obviously inaccurate portrayal of psychology. 
Very true. And I was a little skeptical at first because it started off, you know, we do use relaxation and ask people to visualize relaxing things like that. And he was a really uh, good patient or client because he was doing a very good job, very vivid imagination, seeing it relaxing. Um, but then obviously the prompts got pretty weird. And then there were a lot of peach don'ts ending in the, you know, as we often say, please don't sleep with your patients or attempt to, which is, which it looks like she was trying to do. So not good. <laughs> I agree. When I had first watched this clip, I was like, oh, this visualization's pretty good. It's pretty spot on. It might be something we would really see or really try. And then it just really goes off the rails, which I think is kind of the point, right? Of just like yes. throwing in all these really random, really obscure, weird visualizations, which of course, then we get to see in Andy Samberg's mind what those visualizations look like and his kind of immediate reaction of like, wait, what? Yeah. And then oddly enough, at the end, he says he was feeling better. We don't know like what was wrong, I guess. I don't know why this would have helped when they kicked him in the groin, but um, he was feeling better until he woke up and saw Jane Lynch next to him naked. <laughs> Definitely a good one. Um, I think a second opinion was very much warranted. Um, Andy, get a new therapist ASAP <laughs> and please report this one. <laughs> Make a complaint. <laughs> Okay, Dr. Sam, we'll do a rapid fire diagnosing shows and movies, DSM-5 rating. What do you think about this clip in terms of accuracy? I'm going to give this one a solid one. Oh! Um, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, the relaxation, the visualization started off nice, um, but then she was just like making phone calls, ordering food. Um, she was doing experimental treatment without his like knowledge or consent. And then she was naked at the end. So there are a lot of things that are very wrong. And uh, like I said, definitely in need of a second opinion. Stay away from Jane Lynch as a therapist. <laughs> what about you, Dr. Fran? Yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, I was being swayed by the nice visualizations <laughs> to maybe a two, but you're right. Naked therapist on the couch with a client, I think automatically has to be the lowest. <laughs> yeah, that's like our, one of the main Peach Jones we always see in the media. So, I mean, she was, they were definitely playing into that one with this clip. And you kind of knew where it was going when in the visualization she was feeding him popsicles and other odd behavior. <laughs> Dr. Fran, I would like to get your second opinion. I will be showing you clips from an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and the title of this episode is The Gang Gets Analyzed. Ooh, very ominous. I will say I have not seen this show before, so I'm going into this without much background. You are in for a treat. <laughs> And Dr. Fran, just for a little bit of context, since you mentioned you've never seen this show before, um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is about a group of friends who own a bar together, um, and they're always just kind of getting into um, a lot of shenanigans, unfortunate events, things of that nature, um, like they call like hijinks, I think, in, in movies and TV shows. Um, and for this particular episode, the gang gets analyzed. D, who is the main female character of the group, um, she had a dinner party or they all had dinner together and they are trying to enlist the help of D's therapist to figure out or have her determine who gets to wash the dishes after this um, dinner. And so they are all making their case to D's therapist for an uh, answer at the end. So let's see what happens when two of the characters, Mac and Dennis, get analyzed by this therapist. Okay, and I can already see from the clip being pulled up, we've got Mac first, it looks like. And I will just put a little plug. Yes. I recently watched this actor in Mythic Quest, which is an Apple show, and yes. I highly recommend it. So I'm excited to see him in a different role. 
Yes, and I will highly recommend It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia if that's your type of humor. It's a very funny show. They're just about these characters who are really, you know, not quite nice and getting into a lot of trouble and schemes, so. (laughs) All right, I'm nervous. Here we go. (laughs) You seem very on edge. Yeah, you're goddamn right I'm on edge. I hosted the shit out of that party, and that's just not setting the table, okay? I made a playlist. I found a cool shit to talk about. I provide security. I give everybody safe. Safe. I'm already anxious as a therapist in this situation. We've got Mac yelling, pacing. He's doing like Taekwondo moves in the therapy room. And you can see the therapist's eyes are just getting a little wider. And so are mine as I'm watching this. Yeah, he seems very tense. You know, sometimes I feel like, I feel like they don't even understand me. And we're not even that good of friends. Ah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. We're like the best friends in the whole goddamn world. Goddamn them for making me think otherwise. <laughs> He's all over the place. Yes, you should see Dr. Fran's eyes. Are you okay? At this point, I might be like, do you need me for this? She hasn't, like, said a word. <laughs> No, well, he's reacting so strongly. He's like, you know, was doing the Taekwondo, like you said, then he collapsed into the couch. Then he got really upset about the friendship. And now he's smiling and kind of laying back on the couch again. (laughs) And he did almost like a little kid temper tantrum where he just kicked his feet a bunch on the ground. Yes, he's just, you know, he's going from upset to happy to, I don't know, a lot of emotions here. How would you react, Dr. Fran? (laughs) Honestly, probably how she's reacting. I would just sit there and wait till maybe he... I would kind of just sit there and maybe wait till he de-escalates a little bit and is able to kind of have a conversation. But yeah, I'd probably do what she's doing, which is just sitting there waiting. Let it play out. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of something that Charlie said that was really funny. Mac, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you often feel strong emotion felt in quick succession? That's a pretty good question. That seems pretty accurate <laughs> for this character from what I've seen so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not just my emotions. I've had a slight fluctuation with my weight recently i see and how much weight are we talking about i gained and lost 60 pounds in three months whoa yeah wow that's almost impossible well first of all through god all things are possible so jot that down (laughs) and yeah yeah i had a a difficult time there i had to buy all new clothes and People used to cross the street when I would walk by. They'd be like, whoa, look at that monster coming towards us, you know, barreling towards us. Mac, you're not that guy anymore. Don't you think I know that? And I'm starting to think that I'll never become that monster again. Oh, so you preferred being scary to people. Yeah, lady, I was, I was as big as a skyscraper, and now I'm as tiny as a postage stamp. Oh, I get it. Cute. You leave this pen here and people are supposed to think, wait, that looks like a dick. What? (laughs) I just, I want people to watch this clip after we finish this episode because all of her facial expressions are exactly how I am feeling right now. Yes, it's pretty funny to watch Dr. Fran just react. Her eyes are getting big, then she'll be confused. And, you know, for context, this character, Mac, did have a tremendous swing in his weight, which as a therapist is a really good question to ask about when you're getting a, you know, a sense of like how he's having these um, fluctuations in his mood as well. Um, And the actor, he talks about this uh, weight loss. He kind of made it just as a comedic decision, not like wanted to see if he could gain a lot of weight and then lose a lot of weight. Like you see like in action stars and things like that. And he did it. Huh. That's interesting. Mac, have you ever heard of the term body dysmorphia? Is that what I have? Is that what's making me so thin? No. Body dysmorphia is when you see a distorted version of yourself that no one perceives but you. 
Oh, but Dennis perceives it too because he's been giving me size pills to make me bigger. Dennis is like my best buddy. Well, oftentimes drugs don't address the root of the problem. Talking through the issues may be the best way for you to address your mood swings and body issues. So far, I feel like she's doing a pretty good job. She's saying a lot of the things that I would probably say. I don't know if I would like go right in with body dysmorphia like right at the beginning, maybe get a little mm-hmm. bit more information, but I feel like she's she's pretty she's hitting some high points right now. She is, and she's staying pretty calm in this situation. Like you mentioned, it might be kind of like you know unnerving to initially meet someone in this situation who's you know kind of behaving as he is. Mm-hmm. Talking about it, talking about it. No, that's good. That's good. So if we talk about it, then you think that I'll get most bigger from talking. Oh, that's really good. You know, that's not what I thank you. Connect. Thank you for this. You know, when I first walked in here, I was like, there's no way that this is going to work because I just do not get the whole woman doctor thing. But right. then when you start talking about God, right. I realized that you're one of the smart ones. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about let's talk about God and let's talk about how you're going to make me more bigger. Mac is chewing on the pen. Will you put the pen down? Hello. Time's up. Get out, Slim. Let's go. That door is supposed to be locked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I taped the knob. I knew I'd be popping in and out quite a bit. Let's go. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Time's up. Tick, tock, tiny man. Okay, let's not get bogged down. You know, just time for headlines. That clip ends with Dennis crashing in, um, presumably for his turn. Um, And he, like he said, he has taped the doorknob so he can kind of hop in and out of everyone's sessions. He's kind of trying to, like, direct the the therapy. And you can clearly see, you know, it is not typical or ethical or recommended that random people just pop into the therapy session mid-session so you can see even her face and her reaction that clip is like wait that door's supposed to be although usually you don't lock your therapy room i guess it could be locked from the outside but not the inside anyway side Mm -hmm. note but she's like you're not supposed to be able to just like run in here unannounced exactly yeah he it's probably for dramatic effect that it was supposed to be locked but you're right usually that's not an issue or your room is usually you don't lock yourself in a room with your client but very true and other people are like in a waiting area kind of separated you know they're not just like crashing in and out Mm -hmm. now let's see what dennis has to say I don't like him already. This is me saluting you. I'm a big fan of your work. How quickly you rattled their cages, <laughs> broke them all down. It's not about breaking, it's about helping them. Mm-hmm. All right, I already, again, have reactions to how I would feel in the room with a client like this. He's standing up above her. He's clearly trying to like assert his dominance or power in this situation, and he's like walking behind her and yeah. <laughs> clapping at her, like very condescending. Um, and she's just trying to defend herself a little bit of like, the point is not to break people down. It's just to try to help people. Yes. And kudos to you, Dr. Fran. You've never seen the show and you are already getting a sense of Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, our thing, isn't it? To be in someone's mind, to have complete control. (laughs) It's like the thrill of being near the executioner's switch. What? (laughs) Knowing that at any moment you could throw it, but knowing you never will. But you could. Never isn't the right word, because I could. And I might. I probably will. <laughs> will you sit down, please? Yeah, sure. Sorry. That make you nervous? Not my intention. Well, so, who would you like to discuss first? How about you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good, but we don't really have time for jokes, so let's jump right into it, shall we? 
Now, I've long maintained psychological dossiers on every single one of those raving lunatics in your waiting room right now. Lunatic. The top one, and the thickest by far, is Charlie's, of course. But I'd rather start with Mac. So she took the binder. That might have been mistake number one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very true. Of just kind of playing into whatever this is that's going on. And Charlie might be one of the best characters in this show. So if you also have time, I would definitely watch the Charlie clip. <laughs> Start with a simple one. Now, how did your session with him go? Dennis, as I think you know, I'm not at liberty to discuss another patient. Good Listen, job. Listen, why don't you think of me more as a peer? You know, in the academic no. sense, of course, in terms of age, you're decades older than me. Uh <laughs> but why don't I start, okay? She's definitely around his age. Yes, and he is not an academic peer. He is not a therapist or a psychologist, or he has no credentials. Um, if you'll open up your dossier there, you'll see that on the first page is something that you picked up on almost immediately, which is his reverse <laughs> body dysmorphia. Making up things. And this. <gasps> is it a bug? A well-placed pen can have quite an effect on a man like him. <laughs> or he put it there. This must have given him quite the thrill. He just knows Mac. I bet he tried to suck on this. Did he? Huh? <laughs> It's okay, Doc. You can tell me. He's always sucking on the pens in our apartment. I'm always having to hide them. Well, I showed you mine. Why are some of these pages written in crayon? My file on D was started in the second grade. Interesting. They're siblings. Twins. Interesting. They're making a lot of faces at each other. Tell me about these size pills you're giving, Mac. Well, no, that's more like it. So they're Mexican ephedra. <laughs> Calling them size pills was an elegant solution. Uh, the guy was gross. It was disgusting. He was fat as shit. He smelled like shit. He sounded like shit. His groans, his snores, the sleep apnea. It was gross. He was repulsive, really. So mean. Why are they friends with him is my one, one of my questions. <laughs> because unfortunately, they're all, they all kind of have... Um, aspects where they're like him as well you know they like they really do a lot of horrible things or they're not always the most compassionate of people i see yes not a lot of compassion coming from him i do appreciate something she did there she did take the binder and she asked the question about the crayons and then she put the binder to the side and said kind of directed it back at him of like why are you giving the pills to although he didn't admit that he was giving pills to the first character mac so i nope. think technically she's breaking confidentiality by saying that she knows that he told her that she was giving him he was giving him pills. Very convoluted, but that's very true. Basically, she has information that she had got from a previous therapy session that she's now sharing with this client. Very true. So he has no appetite because you're drugging him secretly, giving a man medicine for his disease. Wherever did I get that idea? <laughs> what are you writing? He's not a doctor. Writing? Oh, nothing. Drawing. Drawing conclusions. And drawing this. Dr. Fran looks scared. And she should be. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's a picture of Dennis, I think, cupping the breasts of the <laughs> therapist. Is that what I just saw? Yes. And so Dennis is always wildly inappropriate. And he always is very uh, sexually explicit. He often will draw these this exact image of women that he interacts with. So he's, you know, again, not... Not uh, behaving appropriately. You like it? We see the image again. It's very generous. <laughs> the therapist looks appalled as she should be. 
Yeah, I'm appalled. Yes. I don't even, that's like the situation, like, what would you do as a therapist in that moment? Like, I think probably I would, I don't even know. It would take me a moment to kind of get my shock together to be able to respond appropriately. That's true. It would be a tough situation to respond to. I think I might try to be transparent and just say, that makes me uncomfortable. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, so that you don't... a good approach. Yeah, because with Dennis in particular, you know, like you said, he handed her these, like, binders of information and that engages him. And I feel like if you say anything, like, it will just further engage him. Um, it also would be risky, though, because... Dennis thinks that he's, like, in a power position here. So if you say it makes you feel uncomfortable, that might be what he is maybe even going for. So it is tricky. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And obviously this is, like, a fictional scenario where, like, this therapist is already behaving kind of unethically because she's decided to see all of these friends to engage in this, like, dinner party dispute. Um, So she knows she's not going to be following with Dennis, but still, like, a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. After, I was originally thinking that Mac seemed like a pretty complicated client that would be challenging to work with, but after seeing Dennis, I would 100% rather work with Mac if I had to choose one of the two clients to see long-term. And I will say, for context in the show, Mac often is more depicted as this character that is struggling. He has a lot of internal struggles, like, you know, with his, with the way that he looks, with who he is. He, um, you know, in later seasons does uh, come out as gay and really kind of struggles with that because of his strong religious beliefs and him kind of thinking that those are not um, compatible. So he's much more that type of character, whereas Dennis is often depicted as manipulative, um, and controlling and um, always trying to kind of uh, best people. So, yeah, there seem to maybe be some like antisocial tendencies. There's like <laughs> that grandiosity, this like elevated sense of self, maybe some narcissism some, there. Yeah. Again, this is a very small snippet of what I'm getting from Dennis, but he would be a challenge to work with. Not impossible, but a challenge. And he seems like he's the kind of client that would just push a lot of boundaries in session and as exactly like we've seen in this clip. So um, kudos to the therapist for, for the most part, maintaining, you know, a level of uh, professionalism and (laughs) and, um, ethics in the room with both of these clients. Are you intrigued to watch the rest of this episode and see the other therapy sessions and who she picks to do the dishes? (laughs) Yes, I am actually. Maybe I will do that after this. Yes, I, let me know what you think, because I, I wanted to also play the Charlie session for you, but, you know, this is a mini session, so we can't watch the whole episode. <laughs> I know, and I was giving Dr. Sam a little bit of trouble because we were our goal was to pick one clip, and technically <laughs> she picked two clips from the same episode, but it's okay, I'll let it slide this time. Well, they were very short, and they feed into each other. I thought it was funny because Dennis's character talks a lot about Mac's character, so you can kind yeah. of get, like, the the context there. Um, and there were different portrayals, like you picked up on, you know, um, uh, drawing conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Fran, what would you give this or these <laughs> um, Always Sunny clips in terms of the DSM-5? I thought she was pretty good. Not, like, perfect, but maybe, like, in terms of accuracy, maybe a four Mm. out of five. Mm -hmm. I think it was hard to see. um, Obviously, the listeners can't see the clips, but if you watch them back later, she did make a lot of um, facial expressions. And I think ideally we would want to tone those down a little bit. I mean, we want to be authentic and in our responses. And at the same time, 
Um, sometimes you don't want to make uh, clients feel like shamed or feel, mm-hmm. um, you know, embarrassed because you're making these like very large facial expressions, um, in response to what they're telling you. So I think she was a little bit more dramatic in her facial expressions because it's a TV show and they yes. were the facial expressions I was making. And I would probably make if I was in a non-therapeutic role, but I would probably try to temper those a little bit in the, in, if as the therapist in these situations. Yes. Appropriate reactions to watching a fictional comedy, maybe not so much as a therapist in the room. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, overall, I thought it was, you know, she didn't get naked and try to sleep with her clients. So that's a plus. That's a plus. And you're right. She was really juggling a challenging situation, like working with all of these friends and very different like presentations and concerns and just reactions in the room. Yeah. And I guess my rating is uh, independent of the context because the context is not accurate at all in terms of someone being able to get a therapist to speak with all of your friends to decide who's going to do the dishes. That is absolutely, that's like a zero (laughs) on the scale, but ignoring that completely, what we actually saw was not bad. Yeah, that's true. I would, I should have showed you one of the clips. There's another character named Frank and his clip is more of a portrayal of his trauma. You would have probably been, um, very, the perfect person to watch and examine that. (laughs) Maybe you can bring those back for a second opinion later. That's true. Well, oh, and my DSM, I would agree with you. I think I'd give it around like overall that portrayal, like a three. I think it was a little exaggerated and, you know, she kind of had some ethical slip ups even there with talking about the pills or looking through these files, even though she might've been looking through the files Dennis presented because it was more about getting context about him, right? Like this is kind of more saying stuff about him than the other people he was keeping tabs on. Um, But I would give it about a three too. Mm -hmm. She, you know, I think she handled some difficult situations well, for the most part, stayed calm. You know, I think with Mac, she asked good questions. Like we were saying, like we could see where her questions were going and leading to that. Um, And Dennis, she could have maybe done things differently, but it would have been very difficult. (laughs) Well, this was fun. It was a little nerve wracking to be shown a clip on air for the first time. Um, But it wasn't, it would, it wasn't as uh, intimidating as I was expecting it. So it was fun. We should do it again. Yeah, it was really fun. And I like the surprise aspect. And we get to see new things and kind of break them down in time. And, you know, with these mini sessions, like we've talked about, the goal is you can always hop on and listen and maybe not have had to watch the show or movie because we're playing the clips. We're reacting in real time, giving you the context that you need. So they're really fun to do. And on that note, I, we'd really appreciate and love for you all to submit your own clips that you'd like to see our reactions to. So right now, the format is we both pick one and share one with each other. But if you all, as the listeners, have clips you want to get our reactions to together, we're absolutely welcome and would love to get those clip ideas from you all. Yes, and you can always email us by checking out our website, FreudianScripts.com, or message us on social media. Um, We can receive the clips that way as well. We will be putting the clips from today on our website, as Dr. Sam mentioned, and you can find additional resources for previous episodes as well. And don't forget to leave a review for a free Freudian Script sticker. Yes, and as always, we'd love to hear any thoughts or questions that you have about psychology and any movies or TV shows that you'd like us to put on the couch next or clips for the mini-sessions. So please subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to find and follow us on social media. Time is up. See you next session. We'd like to thank our producer, Brandon, creative director, Eric, webmaster, Don, 